just didn't sound like yourself. Not so much junk. She was just giving me a hard time. Yeah. She's like, you, you didn't sound like yourself. I was like, well, I'm a little nervous. My first time on the yeah, mic, the first, Yeah, so I have, I feel like I've gotten more comfortable with each podcast I do. Yeah, practice makes perfect. Yeah, like the first one I was like, okay, I got to sound smart. I got to lead the conversation in a right way. Now it's just like. Just be authentic at the end of the day. Right, yeah. Be you, that's. That's going to get you more followers, I feel like. That's what people Not are. that I'm a podcast expert, but. Yeah, I am. I listen to a lot. <laughs> I listen to a lot, so. Yeah. Bound to learn something. Yeah, I started listening to um, The Duck Call Room. The what? The Duck Call Room. What is that? With uh, Cy uh, oh, Robertson. Oh, yeah. Totally not my kind of podcast, <clears throat> but Eli got me. He likes that stuff? Yeah, he got me hooked on it. I started listening to it. Is he an outdoorsman? I know you said his daddy hunts, but yeah, I think they they deer hunt and, and do stuff. Yeah, kind of like me. I'm not. I'm not like a hardcore hunter. Man, I was when I was at the fire department. Yeah. Like, I got to which everybody up there hunts. So you kind of want to. I don't say fit in, but you want something to talk about when you're at the firehouse. Right. And hunting was something that you talked about. So I was like, well, I kind of feel left out because no one likes to work out. So yeah, now they do, <laughs> but. Um, Man, when I was over there, I was, I go, go to the, our hunting land three four days out of the week. I yeah. spent so much money on corn. Yeah. Now I do think that if I didn't own, own the gym, that's yeah, you're here all the time. I'd be going, because there was more. a point. Yeah, there was a point where I was going every morning. Yeah, but now I'm just so tired all the time. Yeah, well, you can only do so much, and then when you own your own business, there's no. I mean, I could. It's a lot, I'm sure. Yeah. You're up here every day except Sundays. Even sometimes Sundays cleaning, right? Yeah. So. Um, but eventually we'll get it all. We'll, we'll we'll get to a point where, you know, I'll be able to pay people. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna ask because uh, do stuff like that. You you do a lot, mm-hmm. like doing CrossFit, weightlifting, youth. Like youth takes a. I see that, it takes a lot of your time. That three thirty to four thirty, and it's draining. And I can. I can relate because I'm at elementary school, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, yesterday was a perfect example. I didn't, realize, I didn't realize how stressed I was until I came here and tried to lift, I guess. Yeah. I'm not trying to use that excuse, but I think it is an, a factor because, yeah. like, if your kids aren't listening, then it's frustrating you because you're trying to get them to listen and make it fun, but right. um, it can it can be mentally draining. And then you got all these other dynamics you're trying to – pour into you just trying to grow and you're by yourself so yeah hey man i commend you because it's yeah well um it's a lot we'll eventually get to a point where i can i can i can pay some people to help because i don't i don't i don't like i know i know people will help for free and stuff like that and people do yeah um but it's not the route i want to go like i want to be able to pay people for their time and you know, I want somebody passionate that well, what, is going to really. It seems like you it. you're passionate about the weightlifting, right? So mm-hmm. you found someone for CrossFit, so you don't have to worry about that. Mm-hmm. Not saying you're not passionate about CrossFit, yeah. but that's the you, goal. You want more weightlifters, right? So you know, yeah, that'd be a good. And I mean, not trying to tell you what to do or nothing, yeah. but I just feel like that's the that first, would be the yeah, that's the first maybe. step. Because mm-hmm. I thought about people helping me with the kids, but really the first step is exactly what you're saying get somebody who's really passionate about you know functional fitness crossfit and let them take that over grow it that's right and me just kind of oversee it yeah and that's what you want you want to make money without touch without 
touching anything. You yeah. you know what I mean? Like yeah. so you don't have to work quite as I mean, you still have to work hard, but you can focus your time yeah. on what you're more passionate about. Exactly. And then that's yeah. gonna help that grow. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I feel like. Yeah. And I feel like we're getting there. I feel like we're yeah, getting yeah. close. No, yeah. You have a great following, man. Like for Moultrie being so small, like you got a good niche right now. Mm-hmm. Nobody has a USA weightlifting type gym. I don't even know. I, mean, I don't think Valdosta has one. I think I, I think I'm the only, or our gym has the only, you saw level one, level two coaches in, yeah. in Moultrie. Yeah. It probably, I mean. Besides uh, like, I guess maybe some, um, some strength coaches at the high school. Well, yeah, that's. I mean, obviously, Luttrell, Coach Luttrell, right? But, um, but I can't think of. I, 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 that's why I hosted it here, though. So, like, yeah. if you're listening to this, <laughs> I hosted it here at Moultrie, so you could come get it. Didn't you know? But hey, that's right. You know, but, the uh, thing with South Georgia is this, it's so spread out. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's no different than being in Atlanta. Like with us, say Tipton's a 45 minute drive, and mm-hmm. it's what 40 miles. Yeah. If you're in Atlanta, you're going to have a 45-minute drive going 15 miles. Right. So it equals out to me. Yeah, it does. I'm just lucky because my house is 10 minutes away. So yeah. <laughs> it gets spoiled. So, that. Speaking of 45 minutes, is that how long you had to wait not to get a haircut? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Moultrie, Georgia, let's open some more barbershops, please. I've been going everywhere and everywhere is like 10 people waiting and um my wife keeps saying just make an appointment and i'm stubborn and think i'm gonna do it my way and usually bites me in the butt nine times out of ten but yeah so so you waited was it yesterday or day before yesterday i think it was no it was uh oh man i had to be i think it was our parents night at stringfield so it was like a week ago and I, I was like, I'm going to get a haircut in between school and our parents' night. It shouldn't take long. So I sat there for 45 minutes. I'm not going to name the place. Yeah. But uh sat there, and I was like, dang, I'm going to be late. <laughs> you know, yeah. so I left, uh-huh. and I gave another shot today and got there right at 9. Is that when they opened? Oh, yeah. Dang. And d- I figured nobody's going to be at 9 o'clock on a Saturday. People are going to sleep in. Yeah. No. Everybody's getting their haircut on Saturdays. Yeah. And somebody, some people got that VIP. Yeah. Did, well, some, did you have anybody with the VIP in there get in front of you? Uh, yeah, and that's kind of frustrating because they could speak the language. I'll say it that way, yeah. not in a bad way, but yeah, uh, yeah. I just, it's it's frustrating because like in Tifton, I had my spot. Yeah, you know, um, I knew the guy. I knew what times to go. Uh-huh. In Valdosta, had a spot. Same thing. Um, here, I just haven't found that spot yet. You know what yeah. I mean? There's so. actually a place. So I'm going to Ohio next week, mm-hmm. and um, in Columbus, <clears throat> and there's a place I went and got my hair cut last time. Going uh, back. I'm going back. Get that beard shaped up a little bit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's got that good atmosphere. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think they got beer there and stuff. Oh really? Yeah. Hey. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. <clears throat> but yeah, man. So uh, here we are, second time doing a podcast together. Um, I feel like I'm a little bit better at it now. So it's my second time. Second time. I think I'm more equipped. <laughs> yeah, a little bit better too. So going back to uh, you know what we we're talking about a while ago, level ones. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, Jason, he uh, he got his level one last weekend here at uh, South Georgia Barbell, and 
um, you know, some people, we had, I think we had seven people come out. It was really good. It was, I got to sit in on it because I was hosting it at my gym. So I got to sit on, sit in on it and, um, just be the host. And, you know, I've really got a free refresher to, you know, be completely honest. And I got to participate a little bit and I had fun and I, uh, it was led by Stan Luttrell, who's the, uh, strength and conditioning coach, uh, for the Clark County Packers here in our hometown. And he is, uh, you know, international level weightlifting coach. He's coached people like Jenny Arthur. She's an Olympian. Um, so, you know, he got, I feel like everybody that came got some really, really good, um, content, you know, and, uh, yeah, man. Um, you want to talk about it a little bit, maybe <clears throat> some things that stuck out to you and, yeah. Things you learned that maybe you didn't know before about weightlifting or coaching weightlifting. Oh, I mean, yeah. I'm still very new to the sport, so I guess I haven't really concentrated on it. Well, I have this past summer. So July, I would say I was all in. Not, not all in, but... <laughs> um, we're, never, was, we're never really <laughs> all in. Yeah, that's, that's a Dave Tate rant. But um, <laughs> I, I was really focusing on Olympic lifting and... You know, my goal is to be a strength and conditioning coach and being here in Colquitt. Stan Luttrell is very well known in the state of Georgia, probably the southeast, all over the country, really. He knows a lot of people, and you you obviously know that. Yeah. Well, when it comes to <clears throat> weightlifting in Georgia, especially Georgia, yeah. his name is just, when, you, when you say his name, you yeah. know, people know, know who he is. And not only just for that, but also for in the football world too it sounds mm-hmm. like he yeah. he's been around the block he's been a head coach um he's been at some you know high level high schools like Buford yeah. I mean anyone you mention that name anywhere yeah. you mentioned Colquitt County anywhere since yeah. the Propes there really I mean even before that Colquitt was known but Propes kind of put it on the map oh, yeah. nationally right. and then you know coach Calhoun's been here and he knows he put together a staff and he knew Luttrell obviously was good at what he does and brought him here. Right. Um, and I loved it this weekend because Luttrell, Coach Luttrell made it, um, he made it easy. He made, he related weightlifting to, to sport yeah. outside of weightlifting. Yeah. Well, the level one is a sports performance right. certification. A lot of people, and that's something that, that I thought. I thought this USA weightlifting thing was just going to be, hey, you're just coaching weightlifters. Mm-hmm. As I was kind of closed-minded to it, not meaning to be, I just mm-hmm. wasn't educated on. I was ignorant to it, I guess. Right. Um, and the more I'm around you, him, uh, my previous or my mentor still, Coach Dosher, um, he's a big weightlifting guy, you know, and. Something that's uh, really resonated with me at that level one course. I made a comment, and I or I didn't make. I asked a question, you know. So, kind of following up my last podcast, I I came from like a powerlifting gym growing up, you know, Westside style. So I was always intrigued to Westside, you know, bands, chains, um, box squats, things of that nature. So I asked them, you know did he ever program like a wide box squat to build your hips or something? Oh, and yeah. he put me in my place by saying in a good way, he was not, you know, he's very respectful. And he said, you know, at the end of the day, you're going to have to 
decide what you want to commit to as a strength coach. Yeah. Now, if you want to be a powerlifting type style strength coach, that's fine. But I figured since you're at this certification, you think a lot of the Olympic lifts. And I've been thinking about that a lot. And I'm I'm in the the Olympic weightlifting, I guess, was niche or realm, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um. Obviously, because the success he's had in the past, um, with athletes, teams, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's more bang for your buck, in my opinion. Right, and that's what I was thinking. You know, so even in here, like, <clears throat> you know. I think his point was, you know, because he's coaching a hundred plus kids, you know, for football. So he's only got them, you know, for so many hours a week. And so, you know, programming something like a, a wide, you know, wide stance box squat just doesn't just, make sense. Yeah, it's not. You know, he 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 can do way more things. He can do more things that are going to translate better to the field and to their exactly. progress. And and I run into it here too. So like, for example, you. Yep. I might have you three, four days a week, you know? Um, so that's why you'll probably never see those because in the hour and a half that you're here, there's more things. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's like while you're doing those, I, you, we really could be building your, your range of motion better. Yeah. And sitting down in a front squat, which you're about to front squat a lot. Yeah. So I've made another comment in there that <laughs> was kind of, uh, what's the word? You can thank Stan Luttrell for Jason's yeah. new program starts on Monday. <laughs> so I was, I we were, what were we talking about? Back squat versus front squat. I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I still, I mean, what he said makes sense. And I haven't done the research, and I don't want to uh, get myself in trouble making this comment. I still believe a back squat is more bang for your buck to yeah. me. Yeah. Right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just. He said. He even said he's like. There's Olympic weightlifting coaches. Yeah, there's different the camps. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's different so, camps. Um, but yeah, we it wasn't a debate because I wasn't like trying to argue with anyone. Yeah. Uh, but like his his point was the ratio right of back squat to front squat. If he had a like a just a a person who's specifically training weightlifting for weightlifting, right. he would have them front squat three times more than he would. I agree have with them that. back squat because I mean. When do you back squat in a clean jerk or a snatch? Right. You know what I mean. Right. And um, but he, but then he did say he was he you know they back squat a lot at school. Right. So. Um, he he brought up some too. Uh, I thought it was interesting how he'll do like kind of a combination like a set of five and you'll do three front squats and two back squats and then alternate the next set. Yeah. I thought it was cool because because yeah. uh, I think as an athlete you need to be good at everything. Right. Good at front squats, yeah. good at back squats, good at deadlift, good at snatch grip deadlift. You should be able to do all that as an athlete because on the field, you're going to be in all different types of ranges of motions, different planes, you know, um, and you got to be able to perform and be strong in each setting. So yeah. that's something else Coach Dosher kind of mentioned to me when I was with him. Uh, he used to do a lot of lateral lunges on a angle. Like mm-hmm. an angle board. Yeah. And I was like, I don't, I don't understand that. You know, he's like, well, now, you, how often are you going to be on an angle board on like a football field? Probably never. Or never. <laughs> you know what I mean? But just training it to hit a different, I guess, muscle group or 
different stimulus get a different stimulus just so you don't adapt and coach Russell said that I think too that Mm -hmm. he switches every four weeks on his exercises for one kids don't get bored doing the same thing all the time right two I think he um you can't he said he uses a block periodization so he focuses on one thing every four weeks Mm -hmm. and then switches it and I like that I like that different stimulus not doing the same thing for 12 weeks because that's just boring to me it is but <laughs> yeah and I mean I think that's where um, <clears throat> you know that focus um, and I guess I, I, I don't I never trained football players like in that I have trained football players but not as their football coach too right <laughs> you know so you know putting so like him saying they'll, they'll be on a block of I guess let's say and they're focusing on jerks or something right you know for four weeks yeah you know very similar to what we do that that i that i program here right now obviously like their accessories and how fast it is and how they're on a clock is way different that's that was cool to me too because um i have no i don't have a lot of experience but i I definitely don't have it a lot of experience in training a he said he has 140 kids at a time yeah on, on a football team, that's like... I have trouble with 10. I mean, dude, yeah. I just want to go watch him for two months, how yeah. he commands the room, how he keeps them moving. And he said it's like, if you just walk in, it's a lot of chaos. Yeah. But if you if you know what you're looking at, it makes sense. It's controlled chaos. Exactly. And that's something I really want to learn how to do. Because at the end of the day, I feel like, I mean, yeah, you got to know what you're doing in your program and technique, but... If you don't know how to communicate that with the players, then it's not going to work. Right. I think just about anything could work if you run it the right way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You stay consistent with yeah. it. Yeah. And, and, and um, just sticking with it, too. I know mm-hmm. I, I feel like sometimes, especially me, I'm, I am the world's worst. And I'm, I get the, <laughs> I'll look at something on YouTube or, you know, I'll read something in a book and I'm like, I want to try it. So I just throw it in there without no rhyme or reason. I just want to try it. And I don't, that's not smart at the end of the day. That's just, I I guess you just, you want to get all this information, but you got to stick with one thing to really understand and be proficient at it. Yeah. And that's one thing I got to work on. Yeah. Let's take a quick uh, break and come right back. caught up in your routine and you know I'd have the kids come in and do like a five minute squat or something to get warmed up and I just noticed I started to kind of slack a little bit mm-hmm. what's well, easy on the warm up because nobody wants to do a warm up right I don't I'll switch my warm ups all the time and it's like why did I do that <laughs> you know? yeah but I think too maybe you can make your warm ups to where you're doing the same thing but in a different way mm-hmm. so you're not like yeah. Doing that same 12 week program right. with the same movements all the time because warm ups yeah. can be boring. That's too. what you're about to do, though. <laughs> all the front squats. <laughs> yeah, right. You're going to do a lot of snatch lift offs. That's going to be fun. But yeah, so like I caught myself, um, and I think this is important too. You know, if you're listening to this and you're a coach, it's really easy to be prideful and think that 
your way works. Um, you know everything. You're not going to change anything. If you keep yourself flexible and you and you have an open ear to people who who have been in the game longer than you, who um, and this is something I've learned in the past three four years because when I first got certified as you knew a, it all a personal trainer <laughs> like I, I knew it all baby yeah. you can't tell me anything oh man I was the same way when I was at Sculpt mm-hmm. I was like and I had no credibility to my name right. I was just like this is what I always want to do and I know it yeah but yeah it's not like that yeah and so you keep that open ear you listen to people who have been doing it longer than you and that doesn't mean you know steal all their stuff that means stay flexible don't get caught up in the know-it-all thing because you know we have a really successful we have a pretty successful weightlifting gym here and really successful youth and i could very easily you know stick my nose up and be like my way works right my system works right but no right we got here on monday and because i was with another coach for the whole weekend i was like you know what we're gonna switch some things up yeah we're gonna switch some things up we're gonna warm up this way we're gonna do this um you know it uh it uh what's the word um ah what is the word i'm looking for it exposed me yeah and you have to be willing to be exposed as a coach and i was exposed i was like i'm not i've been slacking a little bit on some things and so when i come in monday you know this past two weeks man we just i've been you know a little more engaged right you know uh, well, you can get it's, it's hard when like you're here when you get here at five in the morning and you leave at seven thirty. Mm-hmm. that's a long day and you do that five days a week and then saturdays you come in till lunch like yeah keep giving me keep giving me excuses i'm not giving you excuses. No, just saying, no, i'm just saying no. that we're yeah, human and it's right. very easy to fall in a rut or right. kind of get comfortable yeah and that's something that we we all need is like a class like that right or just um because you look at somebody the, like stan and he's been but he's still open to things yeah it sounded like and he, yeah, he is and you he's been I mean? doing this for over 20 years and you just watch somebody time. <laughs> yeah so you watch somebody that's been doing this for over 20 years has um has you know accolades has you know trained top level weightlifters and football players yeah i mean buford there's no telling how many d1 hand t1 kids he had his hands on like that he helped train and here at call quit and i don't know his whole backstory where he's from or places he's been but like He's got experience. Yeah. You need to listen to him. And, and But what's the one? Yeah, yeah. So he's got all this experience. And one thing he said was he called. Do you remember this story? He called Mike Beringer the other day. Mm-hmm. Beringer. Beringer. Whatever. I can never get his name right. Mm-hmm. Um, Because, you know, kind of his mentor, you know. So <laughs> Stan Luttrell has a mentor. Yeah. Everyone does, and all these, Should. yeah, and it, it just makes when I hear it, it affirms to me because I have tried to change my mindset in the past three, four years. Like, have a mentor. That's why I have a coach. Um, so to hear somebody at that level of coaching experience mm-hmm. say that he still to this day has a mentor, yeah, 
Come on. I mean, come on. Yeah. Like, stop. You it's know, not what a mean? cheat code. It's, right. It's common sense and put your pride aside. Mm-hmm. You're not, you don't know it all. Right. Um, and that's when you'll start to be successful. Exactly. You'll start to be more successful because you'll, you know, you'll start implementing things and doing things that you never would have done. Right. Because you're so stuck in your pride, you know? Right. And that, I'm sorry to keep bringing up Westside, but um, I'm still a big fan of it because I feel like, I mean, they're the strongest gym in the world, or were the strongest. I don't know yeah. what they are now. But with Louie, like, I'd listen to their podcast, and he'd be like, I've heard stories where he he sat down with, like, a 15-year-old kid who just won, like, a national meet or something and was asking him what kind of things he did. Like, you can always keep learning. Um you're never gonna know it all. Never. Yeah. You know, you're just trying something they told us in the fire department when I'd go to classes is like just adding another tool to that toolbox. Mm-hmm. You know, like you don't have to use it, but you got that tool if you need it. Yeah. And tools are very valuable. Yeah. You know what I mean? So Yeah, and here's here's when you've really made it. Here's when you really made it. When you're when you have coached a kid or, or whoever, it doesn't have to be a kid, from the you know, kind of from the ground up. And that kid turns 17, 18 years old. And, you know, he's in the room. Obviously, I'm talking about Eli. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Eli Meads. Yeah, you're, you're in well, the... his sister, too. Right. You're in the room. Yeah, a lot of them. But you're in the room coaching. And you look at that 17-year-old that you've coached, that you've programmed for for the past six years. Mm-hmm. And you ask him... Like after somebody lists, like what did you see right there? Like how how would you fix it? And not testing him, literally wanting to see what he thinks mm-hmm. and to listen to him. Now that's being humble. Yeah, you know what I mean. Absolutely. Like literally, your athlete that you coached, you know, he trusts you. Well, hopefully, if you coach. coached him the way you need to, he's learned something and he could turn into like a player coach type yeah. thing. And I that's uh, big too. Yeah, and so when he walks over, like he'll walk over to Gunner. Like, I post that on my story. That helps you so much, I'm sure. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You don't have to worry about... He might listen to Eli. Gunner might listen better to Eli. He does. He does. He wants to be him. Exactly. So he looks up to him, so he's like, oh, if Eli's telling me... Right. You know, it's like your parents telling you, hey, don't worry about a girlfriend all through high school. You know, you'll you'll find... You have plenty of time for that. Right. When I was in high school, I was like, yeah, right, whatever. You know? Right. So it might be... But when you have that, you know, that person that you look up to tell you that, then you're going to listen. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, he walked over there. That made my heart good. I posted it on our South Georgia Barbell, Barbell story. It wasn't, like, planned or staged or anything. Like, Gunner PR'd his front squat. <clears throat> like, the video was a PR front squat. Mm-hmm. Eli walks over. I thought he was going to give him, like, a high five or something. So I kept the video going. Yeah. Eli walks over, immediately starts telling him, hey, you need to get – your hips through yeah faster you know and i'm just like <laughs> give him some because i'm over no. here i'm over here you know i'm a hype man sometimes mm-hmm. i'm like yeah man good job man you pr and that's good too though what does eli do he comes over he don't say good job or nothing he goes hey man you need to get your hips through yeah get your oh god get your <laughs> knees out you yeah. know what i mean yeah. i'm like dang bro like and that's what i mean like we're going full circle and that's what you want yep <clears throat> um but you've built that culture through eli too I think. Yeah. And Eli's tough on himself. He's he's a very, very good. He's very grounded, 
and confident, mm-hmm. but he's not like, I know everything. Right. I'm a national exactly. level lifter. Um, exactly. And I think your youth, when he comes in the room, it's like a, it's like, hey, Eli's here. Mm-hmm. Let's show him how we how we're supposed to live. Right. He he kind of how started it for he, you, right? Yeah, I would say you know, he so. created. I've always said um, because I heard it was a CrossFit coach that said it, and um, I can't I can't believe I can't remember his name right now, <laughs> but um, he said leaders create culture. Yep. And so, you know, I used to think like, okay, well, this is the culture I'm going to create because I'm the leader. But what you do is you create. What you do is you're creating more leaders. Yep. And they continue to create a culture. Yep. And so Eli has bled over into somebody like Asher. So like even it goes down the chain. So like, mm-hmm. you know, Asher has trained with Eli so long and beside him and watched him so much that I can I can literally give like a new athlete like let's say they've been coming two weeks, and I could say hey Asher I mean Asher's he's still 13 you he's 13 and under. I mean, yeah. And I feel confident enough to walk away, say, hey, Asher, this is so-and-so. He's been working on his snatches for two weeks. He's going to train on your platform with you while you're training. I want you to watch his snatches from the hip or something, whatever we're doing. Mm-hmm. And I want you to help him. And I feel 110% confident to walk away from a 13-year-old. <laughs> now, obviously, like, if Asher doesn't, you know, if he needs help, he'll come ask me whatever. Yeah, yeah. But some basics that he can handle. Right. And that's what Lustrell was talking about. Uh, when Level he's running one. the, yeah, yeah. Uh, when he's running those big, uh, those big classes. Class, player coach stuff. Yeah, player coach stuff. That's huge. Because it's Very like big. when Coach Lustrell is only one person, not every, this isn't a knock on the coaching staff, but not all those coaches are a, a USA Level 1 certified mm-hmm. coach. So they might miss something that, he would always catch, but if you got someone like Eli in there, play yeah. coach, mm-hmm. who's been doing this since he was what, thirteen? How old? Before that, that, probably like ten. Ten, nine or ten, yeah. I mean, that's huge. You know what I mean? And if you can get, I think my my the the thing that intrigues me is if you can get like a lot of these kids at elementary school level reaching out to them. Right. Um, Exposing them to it, because um, yeah. a lot of these kids they need this weightlifting for structure. Yeah, some might not have it in the house. Right. Some might not have, might not want it, but they need it. Mm-hmm. And this is a good way to do it. Um, and you can tell Eli's very structured. Every day oh, I yeah. come in here, he's on this desk doing his homework, and then he goes and lifts. You know, right. like he's he's got a routine. He knows that he's got to get stuff done, and I, I think. That comes from sport, weightlifting. 100%. Weightlifting is a sport. But you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think that's the beauty of sports is it teaches discipline and structure. Yeah. And the sooner we can get kids into it, the better. Right. Now, you know, it's not a perfect world, so not every kid's going to come, but yeah. we can try. You know? Yeah. And not every kid's going to have that leadership yeah. quality or mentality. And, so, and, and the thing is, Eli's not always going to be here. That too, and so but he's Asher sounds like exactly he's so, going to take that role next, right? So you want because see somebody like, <laughs> and I'm not saying Gunner's not a leader, like he definitely is incapable, but he's a goofball like me, right? Like I have to put on a leader hat. Sometimes I can be goofy, way too much. I'm the same some way, of these dude. kids. I'm the same way, 
But Eli's not goofy. And uh He's serious and they, they respect that. Right. And Asher can be, but he Asher really does have a good like um he comes in, he he does his rollout, he stretches because he watched Eli, you know what I mean? And um you know and his mom lifts too and you know, she's instead a lot of stuff in him too, but so but you know, Eli's not always gonna be here, so who's gonna be Who's gonna step the up? next leader? That's you know, right. like where you know but that's where you've built this culture and yeah. Eli is the what is it, the the standard? Yeah. Is that good? Yeah, yeah. Oh for sure. You know? And then because and everybody it, leads in different ways too. Let's not yeah. get get it twisted right, to right, where right, 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 it has right. to be you have to be you know, nose to the grindstone, serious all the time. Right, exactly. I think you have different dynamics. Different styles. Yeah, yeah. That that people can feed off of. Because I remember, like, dating myself back when I played. Um, I remember my sophomore, junior year of baseball, you know, I didn't have to have a leadership role. I just had to go play. Right. And I had more fun with it. And then my senior year, all my really good buddies who were uh, very – they had be- – I wouldn't say better, but more leadership qualities than I did because I never had to be a leader. My senior year, I struggled because I didn't know how to be that leader. Right. But I saw him too, and I kind of – I'm not saying I struggled the whole year. I'm saying I kind of used my own way to try and be a leader. Now, whether it worked or not, probably not. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. But um, I think, like you said, if you build the culture and kids know what to expect when they get in here – you can still have fun. You should still be cutting up and laughing. But when it's time to lift, it's time to lift. Yeah. When it's time to take instruction, time to take instruction. Mm-hmm. You know, it needs to be a fine line at the same time. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I can, you know, when it comes to sports and leadership, like, so I played point guard in high school, basketball. So I played point guard. So you're, you lead. You are the leader. You're the leader of the you're play. The quarterback. Yeah. And, um, and there was, there was, I wasn't the only point guard. And especially in eleventh grade, you know, I was you know backup. So, um, but I was different than Orion. So, mm-hmm. Orion's freaking athlete boy. Yeah, like he's going out there like <laughs> making like, plays. He knows the plays yeah. just like I do. But he's gonna make a play, and that's why they trusted him. They trusted his his skill level, and they trusted um, his hustle, and they trusted just. As an athlete, they trust him as, and, and and he used that for his his leadership. Right. Me, was like if we're running sprints, I don't Hustle care. Button. I don't care who got us in that situation. Like I'm gonna be first. Right. And then and then on the court, I'm gonna know every single play, front to back. That's right. I'm gonna know each. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So they trusted me to run the play exactly to the T. So like that's why she's saying like different leadership qualities. Yeah. <clears throat> So going back to like, you know, Eli's really structured, blah, blah, blah. You know, Asher, he's structured, but he's, you know, he's probably more like, uh, you know, he's going to be a little more fun. He's not as dry. If Eli's listening to this, like, bro, I don't think you're dry. No, you just got to catch Eli. You're just different. You just got (laughs) to catch him on a conversation he can relate to, I feel like. And you got to approach him. He like, if. If you're not gonna go up to him and talk to him, he's not. I mean, he'll say, "Hey," not trying to be rude. He'll he yeah, kind of no, stays cool. in he's his fun. own. He kind of stays in his own lane, I guess, which mm-hmm. is good. Mm-hmm. And but I've noticed, like, I'll go up to him and talk to him, like, "What y'all do in football workouts today?" And he'll go off. He loves talking about it. Yeah. And I love hearing about it. Yeah. So 
I guess that's something we could piggyback off of too. Is like, I'm willing to listen to him to see like, what do you like compared to this year as a, with your strength coach compared to last year? You know right. what I mean? Mm-hmm. To see from his perspective because he's coming from a structured weightlifting realm, whereas a lot of the kids at the football aren't. Yeah. So they might have a different view on it. Yeah. Just seeing every view is the yeah. best. Well, even just training him uh, went before Luttrell was there. And this isn't me talking bad about the strength coach before. It was just different. Um, Something he wasn't used to. He's he. I feel like he can relate to Luttrell because Luttrell's he's, all he, in weightless. He's snatched, clean, and jerk. So, like, right. um, so Eli would come here. <clears throat> I would have him for a few months. We get to a certain point uh, in his strength and technique, and like I said, yeah, he's won national championships stuff like that. Um, but then he would go back to football and kind of lose what they you've didn't. Been working on. Yeah, yeah, they would kind of lose it. We'd have to work back, right? And that's not a fault on that coach. No. That's what he believed in. Right. That's what worked for him. Because uh, I, I know the guy, and he comes from a, a D one right. level. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, this is just it's selfishness. Just, it's just different. Yeah, this it's is my different. selfishness as a coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yeah. I was like, okay, when I get him back, yeah, now we gotta know, start over. I gotta start over. Yeah, yeah. But with Luttrell style, I don't even it. have to worry. Yeah, like he's still getting, he's snatching more than me. Yeah, he's snatching more than some of the kids that only come three days a week. Right. You know? So I get him back. He ain't lost nothing. That's right. You know, so you can just hit the ground running with him. We just go. Like yeah. he, he PR'd his his whole total. That's <laughs> yeah. You know, this past competition. Yeah. Which, which and trained, he re- he rarely trained. We trained for four weeks. I was about to say he didn't <laughs> Yeah, he didn't like re- a four week cycle. And they were like hangs and like you know <laughs> a lot of power stuff. A lot of powers, yeah. So it was good. Um but yeah, let's take another break. We'll come back. Finish the thing out. Yeah, so yeah, so me and Jason were just talking um when we were breaking uh just a second ago and um he was talking about getting his level two. His uh you saw level two now. And um let's just kinda talk about that again. Yeah. So when I the whole reason behind me getting these or a you saw level one, level two was to help me to get a strength and conditioning job. But after, like I said earlier in the podcast, like you gotta be, if you're gonna come, like Coach Luttrell saying that you gotta find your philosophy basically and stick with it. And if I'm doing it, I'm gonna stick with it. So right. my thing was like, I'm not getting this to coach a weightlifter. I'm getting this to coach an athlete. Mm-hmm. So a weightlifter is an athlete at the end of the day. Right. Um, and I was like, I don't have to worry about counting cards or coaching a weightlifter out of me. And Matt was like, or me and Matt were just talking. I was like, well, why, why, why am I doing this then? What's yeah? How would that how would that hurt? Yeah, that's what we were saying. Yeah. Is at the end of the day, competing on a stage, you got three attempts to do a snatch, three attempts to do a clean and jerk, and like I told Matt, is the one weightlifting meet I did. That was the most pressure as an athlete I've ever felt. One of the most. Right. Unless it was like bottom of the ninth, you got one, two outs, and you got to get a hit, score a run. But yeah, 
that's only happened once in my life. So I think weightlifting can help you prepare for events like that because yeah. you have to perform in front of that judge. When, yeah. I mean, I remember locking eyes with Tyler Dismuke. He was my the center my, judge. Yeah, he was my center judge, and but he he gives me he gave me inspiration. He got that that evil look, not evil look, but that intense death stare. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, get like, this boy. I'm gonna get this. Yeah. But, um. I think that it's only going to help youth and sports athletes to perform under pressure better. Yeah, because they're under they're under those circumstances more often. Mm-hmm. You know, because like what? How how often would you say a youth weightlifter could compete? What what's oh, that's in? I took that. Uh, what like four four to six times a year? Oh yeah, so that's um, yeah. I forgot that's a part of the. Yeah, I had to take. You have to take you, something. You have to read. Yeah, you have to read a lot. Um, so I just watched the video. I didn't read. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Watch the video. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and they have recommendations on that. Yes, it's yeah. trained. Uh, hold on, I got it. I don't and see, and that, this is where you kind of have to do what. This is where you get to choose like what you think is beneficial. I want a youth to compete as many times as they possibly can. Right. I want them to be comfortable in that. It's it's weightlifting in that for situation. Life. That's what it was called. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so like throughout the year, yeah, I think six. Yeah, so six times would be good. According to my Tell me what it says, baby. Where's my notes? I gotta find it. I got sloppy notes. <laughs> so so we're gonna get real with you. So there's three units, you know, learn to train. That's for youth six to six to eight and females or eight to 11 i'm sorry so it says compete 30 percent of the time train 70 percent. yeah so what's that maybe three times a year maybe at that that age yeah then maybe then it goes to train to train train to compete that's when you're kind of doing a 40 60 ratio right. so that's when don't you tell me would. what don't tell me what the last one is it train to win <laughs> learn to compete compete to win oh compete to win same thing yeah, yeah, same, yeah, same, yeah, same yeah. thing but um <laughs> yeah that, that's win. so that's the one where it says uh the learn to compete yeah five to six comps so that would right fall so under that's where yeah the train to train thing too right um but the more you do it that's why I, that's why i hate <laughs> when people say i'm not good enough to compete yet and I'm like, bro, you don't even know <laughs> what you're stepping into. Exactly. Yeah, like you could have, a, I don't care if you got a 200 kilogram clean and jerk. If you yep. have not competed, it's going to be. It doesn't count unless it's on a competition. Yeah, it's going to be day. different, bro. A gym lift is a million times different than a competition lift. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, I think my best clean and jerk was. I think it was like 142. Not a. It wasn't solid yeah. before my competition, but that one I passed in a competition. That doesn't mean anything. Right. Yeah, it's cool, but I can say I did it, but it doesn't count unless you compete and it's recorded. In my opinion. Right. And I have never like I. Uh, I never knew when I started this whole thing, when I started wanting to get into coaching weightlifting, how important having a coach is, and. Um, to the whole, you know, learn to compete and stuff like that. You know, you could, you could, you know, take it off the athlete. Let's just talk about coaches. Yeah. Learn to coach yes. a meet. Learn to coach an athlete at a meet. Yeah. Like you get better at that at the more times you do it. Yeah. You know, the counting cards. I, I don't, I don't, I haven't 
Time to take that level two. Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> but it's like, it sounds like a lot of you pressure to, for a coach. You have to practice. Because like, yeah, a powerlifting coach, you just kind of put that number down mm-hmm. and you kind of have a perceived number what you're going to hit. Weightlifting, and this punched me in the mouth yesterday in training. I came in with a predetermined number I was going to hit. Yeah. And Matt, Coach Matt told me, he's like, don't do that afterwards. <laughs> I was yeah. like. Afterwards, but, yeah. But no, not. he's told me that before. But you're going to get your feelings hurt in weightlifting if you do that. And he made it uh, – he he resonated to me the best by saying, take what God gives you that day and count it as a win. So I snatched 95, and it felt amazing. I was like, man, I'm going to hit 105 today. That's my goal. Yeah. I tried 101, crashed down on my head. <laughs> I thought I was going to die. And I've snatched 100 before. Well, this was 101. Not, I mean, two-pound difference. But – yeah. Um, you know, just enjoy. You hear people say, "Enjoy the process." That was a big eye opener for me yesterday. Yeah. Enjoy the process. Enjoy that you get to come in here and lift. Who cares about those numbers? Yeah. I mean, yeah, you want to you want to progress. That should be your goal too. But and, and Coach Letchell said this, or we both said this at our level one. It's like golf. One day you got it. One day you don't. Maybe like basketball. One day your shots are going in. Right. Next day it's not. Yeah. So it's. I think that's why I, I've grown to love it more. Is it's it's a bigger piece, is a bigger puzzle than powerlifting was. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more things you got to work on. You got to be proficient at this. Like you can, you can grind out your max effort squat or bench or deadlift. You can't. Gr- I mean, kind of. <laughs> you can grind out a snatch, but yeah, it's just to me. Every, a lot of the snatches I've seen like, that have counted. Yeah technique was proficient they were also strong but i haven't i've never i mean i haven't been around the sport much so or a whole lot either but you can maybe grind out a clean and jerk at the top when you catch yeah. it but and so that's why it I, still has to be perfect at, i'm not perfect but it has to flow be efficient yeah. yeah so that's why i have this saying and i think i made it up <laughs> i think i did i'm gonna take credit for it <laughs> if i didn't make it up and you did or you know somebody who did I don't care, or you can give them credit, whatever. But I always tell my kids, or, or anybody, it doesn't matter, not just kids. I say that because we're, you know, it's a big youth club here. But I tell my athletes, snatches take technique. That's right. Cleans take grit, and jerks take courage. Oh my gosh. That's, I mean, that's perfect. And because the thing, I, I'm not going to lie, when I get over. Or you could even say commitment. Oh, yeah. Jerks when I, take, when take I get over, when I hit about. 120, which isn't a lot, but I kind of get scared. But I think you need to use that that uh, fear fear to finish your drive. Yeah, and <laughs> yesterday I, it was, it, that's another thing that was frustrating. I was my goal. My goal. I was like, I'm gonna hit 135 on my cleaning jerk tomorrow or yesterday. And the week before, I hit 120 twice. Off I could, wasn't it? Oh no, no, no it was no, from no. the ground. It's from yeah. the ground. Yeah, yeah. Um, but earlier that week or this week, I hit like one twelve or one ten for three off the box. I was like, man, I got one thirty five for sure, mm-hmm. and I couldn't even do one twenty. <laughs> yeah, and I just got it was just it was hard for me to yeah. accept. But that's why now I'm like, let's go. Yeah, I feel like it's more motivation. To prove to yourself that you can do those weights, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, for sure. Because like, like I said, in powerlifting, like 
if you have a bad day, you can kind of turn it into a good sometimes. Yeah. Like if you're doing conjugate, you just make something up and be like, I'm doing max effort, uh, five inch deficit deadlift mm-hmm. off of, uh, you know, something stupid <laughs> just yeah. to make you feel good. Yeah. And I would say and that's not always the case for Olympic weightlifting. Yeah. And, and going back to what you were saying earlier, you know, you had this, this thing in your head or this number in your head you wanted to hit. I think that's something you should elaborate more as a coach to kind of coach people who are, yeah. have so, that well, mindset. Well, it happened this morning with Asher. Right. You know, he's one week out from competing at AO1, and he snatched 53 this morning, which it, which if you're hearing this and you hear that my youth is going <laughs> max, max, <laughs> hold on, max effort like a week uh, before, just... Whatever. Look, youth are built different, all right? <laughs> Calm down. I wouldn't, like if I had somebody just, I got my method, leave me alone. Yeah, yeah. So he uh, he hit 53 today, which is his PR mm-hmm. on Snatch. Snatched it. You said 53? 53. 53. And he hit 65 on Clean & Jerk. Mm-hmm. And he was uh, kind of upset about the Clean & Jerk because he had some bent elbows or whatever. But I had to go over there and talk to him. like, look, man. Like, was that a PR, the cleaning jerk? It's a tie PR. Tie, okay. And it's like, you just got to bring them back down to like the... Your total, that's what Yeah, we get that perspective. Day. We're like, hey, look, man, like we're a week out from competing you and you PR just hit snatch. both of your PRs. Yeah. Like, calm down, man. Like, we're good. You, We are yeah. good. Yeah. I am good. I am confident as a coach going into, you know, next yeah. weekend. Now, if you'd, if you'd have missed 45... On snatch and couldn't clean sixty today. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'd st- oh oh, wait, oh yeah, I'd still be confident because yeah. I know you. Right, you're gonna perform calm when down. it's time to perform. Yeah, baby, like calm down. Yeah, Asher's big on the uh, and Deborah. They like that. They like that hardware, baby. So that's their motivation. It, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's that's wrong with that's that. good. Um, that is you good. want to win. That's and that that's Mike- what you're in this sport. I mean, if you're not in it to win, yeah, that's that Michael Jordan, that Kobe Bryant yeah. mentality, baby. Give me I that want, ring. <laughs> I want them ring. I want that ring. Um, I don't care about no stats. Yeah, I'll go two for six with a gold medal, baby. Hey, it don't matter. They discount that total at the end <laughs> yeah. of the day. As long as you can make one, right? But it, you know what? You know, but when I'm telling him that, it comes from experience. So literally, you know, I'm in a season of life. I'm on training, weightlifting three days a week, and when I go heavy, when I have my heavy day, <clears throat> I'll tell myself I'm going to be happy if I get anything between this number mm-hmm. and this number, right? Now, if I, you know, if I start missing in between these two numbers, as long as I hit something in between them, that's right. You know, and, and I'm not saying I don't push myself. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, and I'm not, which and, you can get. Sometimes. Yeah, and I'm not saying I'm not disappointed. I'm not saying yeah. that I'm walking out of here with this big fucking smile on my face. Right, right, right. But I, I, I have a, a, a I've changed my perspective where it's like. All right, Matt, you're still snatching over 225 pounds. That is a like, lot. Because, like, that's something else that I'm trying to wrap my head around is the kilogram thing. I for, I think it's good, too. If you're coming from pounds to kilograms, yeah. you really don't know how much you're doing. Yeah. You just know how it feels. Well, it sucks when you know both of them and you know what's on it yeah, every single time. Yeah, and that's time. where I'm getting to now because, like, <laughs> um, I've only snatched 100 kilograms once, and that was in competition. Yeah, Never done it in the gym. I don't know what it feels like. Yeah. And it's like when I get when I attempted it yesterday, ninety five I was very confident. 
100, I'm not going to lie, I was like, this is unknown territory for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. And I think that's something that um, you do a good job as a coach, having those heavy days, getting people used to that heavy stimulus. Because if you're not used to it, you know, how you know you're going to perform under it? Now, my this past eight weeks have been kind of different for me because I've been doing a lot of two and three rep maxes, you know? Right. And now we're going to kind of get into that yeah, competition get, phase. Yeah, and I'll have, but when I was in my competition phase, I felt confident with my singles. Right. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And I'm not knocking you. I'm just saying that's just how our program has right. had transitioned into. I was confident in triples and doubles because yeah. that's all I've done. Well, you were in a big – this past cycle, you were – Big off-season. <laughs> well, it was off-season. It was a super total cycle, and it was uh, there was a lot of hypertrophy. Yes. So, and yes. You only did specifics for like two weeks. Right. Yeah. So, And that's something that I, I mean – you know, you're a competitor. You want you want to be the best you can be. I think that's another thing we could talk about is like worrying about you being the best you can be. Beat your numbers. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about. I mean, yeah, and if you're maybe at the Olympic level and you got to get that one extra kilogram to win, mm-hmm. I'm not at that right now. So I'm just competing with myself. Yeah, I'm trying to get better. Yes, mm-hmm. and I think it starts there, and then mm-hmm. work your way up to. Because yeah. I'm gonna need you to. I'm gonna need you to get better. <laughs> I'm gonna need you to get better. We got some work to do. I'll say, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> nah, but it's it's been a ride, man, and I love it. And I'm so thankful to have a gym like this in the area I live in. Not a lot of people have that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a lot of commercial gyms are popping up, but how many of them can you do Olympic lifts at? And if you can, what's the equipment like? Because that, I mean, yeah. it could be a safety hazard too. Like. Yeah. You not knocking crunch, but they have like Olympic platforms and stuff, but their barbells might not be the caliber that you have. I don't know, man. Sometimes I see some like Alico barbells and them things. I haven't seen one yet. Well, I've only been to the one in Valdosta and Athens. Like I was remote coaching, I was remote coaching somebody the past two months, and every time I never said anything, but I looked at the it might be their own barbell. I I brought it with them. This this wasn't (laughs) no, this wasn't their barbell, but I looked at it and I was like. And I zoomed in on the picture, and I'm like, they got an Alico barbell. That's legit. Let's go. <laughs> like, I only have one Alico barbell here. Dang. But I think that's something that I've been getting spoiled with, too, is, like, equipment. Um, I mean, your facilities are – I haven't seen one like it. It's all right. Uh, in South Georgia. Yeah, South Georgia, yeah, for sure. South I'm saying, Georgia. yeah. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. speaking from our, sure. our demographic where we're at. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I know one thing we were going to touch on was let's you know being committed to growing this sport uh, oh, yeah. to the high school level. Mm-hmm. So and Coach, you know, like Florida has a good like Florida has a great um, you know you know it's 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 a high school sport in mm-hmm. Florida weightlifting is and man it gets big over there. Oh yeah, it gets big oh, down sure. there, man. And uh, it's crazy. It's like. It's our neighboring state, and we're not. Yeah, and why are we not doing this? There is more people on board than than we think. Mm-hmm. Like there is. Like so, Andy. So you got Luttrell. All right, so let's go back. So, um, you, you know, they're trying to get it to be a high school sport. So, there's a lot of people behind it. I don't know how much I can say about this. That's why I kind of stopped. Yeah, but there there is a board or a group of people trying to get this thing going for it to become a high school sport. And I'm talking about snatch and clean and jerk. Okay. 
and that's all it should be because like i think right now sorry to interrupt but yeah you're good um next weekend i got asked to help out at a weightlifting meeting tifton mm-hmm. um and the, i think they're gonna do i want to say clean and squat i can't remember what they told me probably bench press maybe but it's like like some are just power clean it was just power clean that's yeah. what i'm gonna be judging okay um and it needs to be clean and jerk and snatch yeah but not in that order or, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Snatch, clean, and jerk. That's what I meant. I no, took you. I, I'm level one. I promise. <laughs> but sorry to interrupt. Yeah. No, you're good. No, no. That's what. Yeah, that's what. I never had that growing up. My my yeah. our I didn't know school what a snatch was our school. I mean, yeah, we did clean squat bench. Mm-hmm. We didn't do deadlifts, but um, we never competed. I think that can help any athlete. What did Luttrell say? Drive intent. Drive intent. Mm-hmm. create toughness yeah that's something else that the clean teaches right um but all that does mental toughness that's all i think 80 percent of sport is mental mm-hmm. if you can perform under pressure yeah you're on the right track yeah and if we can get i, I mean i even said in middle school start i mean make sure let's be clear make sure you have someone qualified to teach these lifts before you put them in a competition of course, yes. I think it should be a requirement at least a level one. Mm-hmm. What would, would you say? At um, least, or should they even have a level two at this point? Yeah, so I would say, and then that then you get into logistics. There, like I would say, at the high school level, and some people might disagree with me, but at the high school level of weightlifting, so um, I'm talking about middle school, even middle school. Okay, yeah, even middle school, if they want to jump in, you know, if your coach doesn't have a level one, but you. You know, you want to compete in it, and your <clears throat> form is crap. Good enough. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I wouldn't make it a requirement they had to have a level one, you know, to compete. But I think it would help them at the end of the day. Because but it would definitely be, yes. But As a coach, to kind of save them, because if, say, right. that kid got hurt, you're not certified in what you're, what you're putting them competing in. Right. So, But this is where it starts, though. So it's yeah. like, okay, we get it going, you know, Let's say those people, let's say those kind of people do come. We're like, okay, well, this kid, he's been working on snatch clean jerk. I don't have a level one, but we watch some YouTube videos and right. and he's he, well, he's got it. Well, mm-hmm. he's going to get immersed into this weightlifting culture. Boom. Right. Yeah. And the first, he's going to watch all these coaches. And the first thing he's going to want to do when they leave that weightlifting meet is sign up for a level one. That's right. Yeah. Just get exposed to it. Mm-hmm. I think that's, yeah. That's the main thing because, like, I, I've talked to a few coaches around the state. Um, and I was asking them like, what kind of training you doing? There's a lot of people in Georgia that still are stuck in their old school squat bench deadlift. Yep. And that's all we're going to do. Yep. There's a better way. And I, um, I think if we grow the sport, start them at a middle school level, progress to the high school level, mm-hmm. um, it's only going to help the kids as athletes. It's right. going to help the state of Georgia. Cause mm-hmm. I mean, dude, we got some freak athletes in Georgia. Yeah. You know what I mean? 100%. Like, and and like I was saying earlier, there's more people on board. I think that we give credit for. Yeah, I don't know. That's so another thing. I'm I'm ignorant to we that. We just need so. to do this thing. Yeah. If you hear me, whoever's listening, <laughs> we just need to do the damn thing. Listen. So, um, even like I know Andy is doing a youth only meet April 22nd. We're gonna be on a Zoom call figuring this whole thing out next week. Youth only. Um, people want weightlifting as a sport, a high school sport. 
I mean, it's in the Olympics, man. Let's we do take, it. We got to take pride in that. If there's bass fishing and video <laughs> games. There's got to be weightlifting. Nothing against them. I love bass fishing. Absolutely. Are you taking me bass fishing right now? Let's go. We're going to get some more bush lights. We're good. And I'm good, okay? <laughs> but weightlifting should be a sport in Georgia. Yes. And uh, I think we're headed there. And I'm looking forward to it. Well, I hope I can be a part of it um, once I get this level two and get my feet wet. You know, yeah. being being here is uh, a blessing because I can kind of watch you, how you handle in youth, um, how you handle me, an older yeah. lifter. Um, well, I think that's uh, – and uh, Coach Luttrell's here. He's a great resource. Yeah. Um, that's oh, something sure. – I want to shout out to him too because he did say, if y'all ever need to put me down as a reference, let me know and put me down. Yeah. He didn't even know us. I mean, no, it was for two days. That's big. Yeah, you, That's can, you can learn a lot about somebody in two days, though. Yeah, when you see them move and coach. Yeah, 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 absolutely. But it's like, not everybody is willing to do that to put their name, especially someone that right. his name to the caliber is that. That's that's a lot to be. Oh yeah, for sure. So, a lot, a lot to be said about him just to help because he what he do start Team Georgia here. Yeah. So He's back in the big, day, yeah, him and um, yeah, what was his name? <clears throat> Yeah, but he yeah Somebody. he yeah he, uh, he helped start Team Georgia. So what weightlift you know, and we have really good weightlifters in Georgia. Man, we got we got really good weightlifters. We have isn't CJ Cummins from Georgia? Yeah, just yeah. That up? No, yeah. Oh, uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, Daniel Gunnan. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. she's going she's going to Pan Am's. Yeah. Hampton Morris, freaking phenom. Yeah. So we got. We need high school weightlifting. <laughs> Let's go. We have That's good weightlifters here, and we have good weightlifting coaches, and we have yeah. good weightlifting gyms, and um, yeah, and not everybody. So if you play football, you're a high school football player. You know, what's the real statistic statistic chances of you going D one or D two? I mean, not good because I thought I was D two quality, and I was not. Yeah. <laughs> You think you are, but so where, you're not as good as you think you are. Yeah, so where are you going to put that sometimes. competitive spirit? You're going to go join a CrossFit gym? I hope not. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, Sorry. you know, um, but like, you know, if Eli doesn't go play, I'm getting passionate. I'm starting to like talk louder, right? Yeah, let's if go. If Eli doesn't get a football scholarship, the man is on track to be a freaking great competitive weightlifter. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's kids out there. There's kids out there of every race, every gender, mm-hmm. that might not go to D1 sports, but they are good weightlifters, and they can make some freaking noise Absolutely. after they graduate high school. And if we could go ahead and immerse them in it in the high school level, and that's something that I didn't have. Like the clean was my favorite lift in high school. Yeah, that it's everybody's my, favorite. That because I just felt not one, mine, not anymore because I'm just old just, and weak. Yeah. <sighs> nothing's my favorite right now after yesterday but um i remember like even when i got to college i was like man i gotta do clean so i can stay a little athletic you got a little more bounce in your step you can jump you can you're strong you got to have it all to clean and i feel like um it's just like we said it's gonna help more than it's gonna hurt it's only gonna help at the end of the day and i i hope i can immerse myself in this sport a lot more and and help out you know, you with whatever you need. I was waiting for coaching. you to say that. Uh, <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> I, I'm, uh, I, I just, uh, and like I said, I knew I wanted to 
be a part of strength sports a few years ago when I did it for free. Like, yeah. I don't have to be paid to help because I I do love it that much. You heard that. He's going to work for free. For free. I'm just yep. kidding. No. But, um, uh, and I just, I just know the value in it because it's going to help people in life yeah. just to learn how to deal with their struggles, how to cope, how to yeah. you know, just kind of get away. Well, some people and, used to make fun of me because I used to get paid so less, so little to do oh, yeah. a lot of things that I did, but I gained th- those years where I, I had a place to coach people. I might not have been getting paid a lot and I look back and I might've complained about how much I got paid, but it was invaluable That's right. because I was coaching and I was getting experience. You know what but, I mean? But I think too, like you've said it in podcasts is you want to help that kid that maybe didn't have the help that you didn't get. Or yeah. th- you want to be the help that you didn't get. Yeah. And I want to live vicariously through all these strong years. And I think every good coach <laughs> yeah. does that. I yeah. mean, I really do because we think that we didn't – we might not have reached our full potential or didn't – you know, we thought we could have been better if we had a little bit more help. So yeah, that's when you get a good coach. So we can take that and apply it to you. somebody else. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And if I, they'll take it. Yeah. And I know I hated on CrossFit there a second ago Me when too. I said I hope not because I did a cross <laughs> I did I did a CrossFit workout today I did twenty three point two yeah buddy just uh, I just jumped right into that thing boy what was the uh, what's that lift called thruster, thruster two seventy five two seventy five I yeah I, I couldn't even clean and jerk that yesterday so yeah and that's you, big time you go to my social media you might not count it but I ain't even signed up for the open <laughs> I'm counting it I'm that counting. junk went up that was good All right so. That was good. Shout out to myself. <laughs> no warm up. That's right. I did. <laughs> hey, that's that's I did a lot some, of weight over your head. I don't care if you clean and jerk it, you thruster right. it, you I did some press it, you do whatever. That's a lot of weight. Listen, listen well. to my warm up for this workout. Okay. Because we had to do shuttle runs and burpee pull ups. I did up. 10 knee grabs and then I did five tuck jumps. That's it. And then, hold on. And, oh. and then I did. <laughs> Yeah, no, well, hey, it's almost over. Yeah. And then I did um, one burpee pull-up, and then I did a thruster at the bar and a thruster at 135. And then just went and to 275. Well, and then I started oh, the workout. I, then I, I was like, dang, dog. Well, then, no, hold on. <laughs> I came to the bar. I put my, so after the 15-minute AMRAP, whatever, mm-hmm. I went, put my lifters on real quick. I did one thruster at 155 just to fill the Filled lifters. It. That's right. And then I went straight to 225. <laughs> sound, like, uh, sound like me right now. I'm, I'm old, progressing baby. my snacks. Yeah, yeah, I'm old, baby. So then I went. No warm-ups. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I went limited two, amount of energy. Yeah. So wait, what was that? So, two, 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 no, you're good. So 225, and then I went 260. No, no, 255. And then I've done 265 like four or five years ago mm-hmm. on a thruster, so I went straight to 275. That's a lot of weight on a thruster. That's impressive. It's because I'm fat now. Dude, the most I've ever done when I did do CrossFit on my thruster was, I think I did 205. Yeah. And I thought, I was also 175 pounds at the time, but still. That's pretty good. It's okay. Body weight. It's not 275. That's a lot of weight. Yeah. That's a lot of weight. Dude. But I'm 200 pounds right now, too. Dang. Shout out. Fat boy. Let's go. Wendy's. <laughs> Wendy's and the Golden Hibachi Buffet is right. I got to right try that the- place out. Um. Right. That's one thing I've lost ever since doing Olympic weightlifting. I've lost some weight. When I came here, I was two seventeen. We yeah, said, you and start eating. Now I'm like, 
I got on scale this morning and I was 205. Mm. I haven't been that small in like four years. Yeah. I feel Weird. like I've made it. Bro, okay, listen. 200 pounds is a big milestone like, in your life. Just talking to you and you saying like, man, I'm down to 205. Like, I remember the days I was 160. Oh, me too. 70. And I was like, I just want to be big. I want to be 200. (laughs) And now I'm here. That's a big milestone. Now you just have to make sure you don't, because once you got it, it's easy to keep going and get to like, (laughs) for real. I got to 230 at one point and I was like, whoa, I can't walk up steps the right way without losing my breath. Um, (laughs) But I think that, uh, bro, I felt like I was on basketball. Speaking of losing your breath, I felt like I was at basketball practice today. (laughs) Them shuttle runs, dude. I haven't ran in. I can't remember the one. first round of shuttle runs. I look like I look good. <laughs> I was like, man, this man knows how to do some shuttle runs. I had the technique, yeah. you know, the three point touch. Well, was Eliza little, showing the little little hop, little hop with it? Yeah, alternate no. legs. Yeah. Well, she stole that from me because I did it. Oh, so you know, that's I did where it, it came from, Eliza. Don't be the, don't yeah, be taking. Credit. She watched me. Yeah. She was trying to teach everybody when we was in there. Yeah, I had already done it. Whatever. Oh yeah. But um. Anyway, that's a good podcast, man. That was fun. I enjoyed it. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So, uh, I think takeaways from the day. Let's. uh, If you need to, like, if if you coach weightlifting, if you cut, so if you're a CrossFit coach, you know, if you're a middle school coach, high school coach, you need to get you used to all level one. Get it. You need to get it. Make sure Stan Luttrell's teaching it. Shout out. (laughs) Yeah. Coach Luttrell. Yeah. And, um, you need to get it and we need to make this thing a high school sport there's people already advocating for it it's going I think there's like a petition or something on Twitter <laughs> find it sign it get them, twi- get it get them Twitter fingers going baby yeah, I don't have a Twitter but if I did I'd sign it but this is yes. me advocating for it yeah I'm and me too I'm new to the sport and I'm all I'm not gonna say all in but I'm in yeah. I'm then, in it baby yeah and April 22nd youth only meet at All South Barbell I think since we're shouting out the uh, All South, that's what I plan where I plan on doing my level two. So if anyone's out there and needs a level two, that's right. I believe it's April thirtieth. I could be wrong. It's the last. It's the last weekend in April, I believe. So, um, shout out to South. What is All South Barbell? All South, yeah. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Today's Saturday. Um, The next time you hear my voice, I will be in Columbus, Ohio. Hey, hey. Ao one. I'm gonna go watch people lift weights and then I'm gonna go watch people slap each other in the face oh they got that at the Arnold yes I'm gonna watch it I wanna see it um, dude you should, you could get some good podcasts there yeah so I will have guys. so next Saturday I'm supposed to have Andy Coggins and hey. ja- and James D'Antoni and I've if, been waiting on Andy to get on and if you know those two that's gonna be a good one all right. Yeah. Any last talk word? Talk a little program on that one. Yeah, maybe I don't maybe. know I kinda wanna talk a little shit oh you can do both I wanna talk shit <laughs> um <laughs> Anything else before we roll out? I think I'm good. Thank you for having me. All right, man. We'll see y'all on, I guess I'll do a solo like on Wednesday. See y'all then. Bye.